Welcome to the Average Jays Podcast, where two best friends help you remember what happened this week. We are your hosts, Jay and Jay. I'm Jay, Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay, Jeremy Francois. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Average Jays Podcast. As always, I'm Jay, Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay, Jeremy Francois. And Cece. So be- <laughs> Cece, Jay's dog, has joined us today for an episode as well. But uh, before we jump into the topics, we have a nice little shout out to give. We'll give a little shout out. Yeah, we're going to give a little shout out. We have a number one fan, and her name is Estefania Velez, or her nickname, Nia. Thanks yeah. for listening. So, thank you for being like outside of the immediate family and spouses. Like, thank you for being like uh, a true J&J fanatic. We just want to give believer. a shout out. A true believer, Excelsior. So, Thank you for that. It was a very nice little little thing. You know, she reached out, told us that she enjoyed our stuff. So we enjoy hearing that. So, guys, if any of you want to ever reach out on Instagram or Twitter, just let us know. Um, we love to interact with everyone. So thank yeah, you, guys. Definitely. And thank you, Stephania. So jumping into our topics for this week, as you know, we always bring you the pop culture news that you might have forgotten this week. So we are currently uh, – on what is it thursday thursday april 14th yes in the year of our lord 2022 so unfortunately this was yesterday we saw the passing of a another comedic great you know he's known for millions of roles voiceover work is probably his biggest thing but Gil- gilbert godfrey you know passed uh the other day well yesterday uh muscular dis- uh, it was muscular dystrophy, right? So really? it was a, it was a, yeah, it's a certain type of muscular degeneration that he oh, okay. he was suffering with for a while. And so like a long, it was a what's it called? Like a long process or what? yeah, a long. Um... It was a it was a long term issue that he had. Got it. And it was just you know continuously building and building. Then I guess you know, unfortunately, it was his time to go. I think. Most people would know him as Iago from Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a really beautiful picture uh, yesterday where Genie is holding Iago, and it's like they're finally back together again. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. You know, it's funny because I was thinking of Robin Williams, but I didn't mm-hmm. connect the dots. But wow! So, yeah. And yeah, you know, Gilbert Godfrey's been in a million different cartoons, a bunch of movies. His voice is definitely you know, he, recognizable. Yeah, he has that very like high like raspy voice mm-hmm. you know it it was a he was a powerhouse you know yeah in, in comedy as well you know he got his start as many famous people do in stand-up comedy and that's what led him to do different tv and movie roles but you know he was always like a really nice curmudgeon type guy and mm-hmm. it was just work. you know he was he was a real good character and unfortunately it was his time to leave this big blue marble that we call home so just sending out prayers and uh, well wishes to his family. And, you know, if if you guys have any touch bases with Gilbert Godfrey, we'd love to hear it over at our social media. So yes. hit us up. Let us know what what things that you remember Gilbert Godfrey doing. I'm sure if I, if we get responses, a lot of them will be Iago. But that or um, there's no- saving, saving uh, money for insurance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like, so, like two birds that... So, yeah, so we say goodbye to another great this week. Um, In a little more grisly news in New York, Brooklyn, to be specific, there was a shooter. This was 
over the weekend? This was uh, this was this last week, this past week. I forget when exactly, because uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but he was ca- uh, caught yesterday. So I think it was like yeah. two, three days ago. Yeah. So a couple days back, um, unfortunately, a gunman opened fire on a Brooklyn subway car, and it was filled with people. He dropped a like a gas. It's not. It wasn't like nerve oh, gas, but it was like tear gas. Like some smoke screen type thing. Yeah. He dropped a, a gas bomb and then opened fire in a subway car full of people. He injured, I think, like a dozen people. I think one About of them might have died. Um, after? Know, I think so. Okay. I know it, he injured uh, He injured like 12. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like someone might, might have passed. I, I could be wrong there. But regardless, this was a terrible terrible thing to happen as as a new yorker at heart you know you guys know i live in florida now but new york will always be my home i've ridden i don't know thousands tens of thousands of subways and it's really sad like you know crazy things happen on the subway but for someone to just open fire like that that's a true nightmare come to life i'm very happy that they were able to track this guy down and capture him and um, hopefully this is the guy and, you know, they can, you know, put him yeah. to justice, whatever that may be. But, you know, it's just, it's scary. You know, it's, that's not something anyone wants to happen. It's one of those, like I said, nightmare situations that mm-hmm. you know, no one's ever ready for. Yeah. It, it was, it was a weird day too. Cause like, you know, when it, when the day I, I actually went into work, so it's like, not that it was nearby, but I'm in 14th Street. You can easily get mm-hmm. from Brooklyn over there. So, like, everyone was on edge, my, my coworkers as well. And, you know, while I'm at work, it's like, you know, the the traffic is a little light. So I'm here, like, not just because it rained in the morning. It was like, it was an afternoon. The sun was out. People were barely coming into the store. And I'm like, oh, this is weird, you know? Um like I said, I'm happy that they caught him. Um, one thing that me and my fiance talked about, like there, it just feels a little weird that he got caught so fast. Like not that he should be out and lodge for a long time. Like it seems not weird, but it was like it was easy and quick. Like, and now I'm just me myself. I'm curious to know why did he do that? Like was so, it a mental thing, or was he in the right state of mind to do that? I mean, clearly he wasn't in the right state of mind. But um, according to the New York Times, it was he he injured at least 23 people. There were no deaths, thank God. And it took 30 hours to find him. So they went they did a 30 hour manhunt um, and then then they found him. So. I don't know. I mean, as you said, this this person shouldn't be at large that long. Thank God that they were able to find them within such a a tight span because it happened Tuesday, April 12th. Got it. So from Tuesday to Wednesday, he got caught. Um, It's just sad. I mean, whatever it is, this person very clearly needs help. I hope that this person gets some real treatment. I mean, I'm sure they're going to go to jail, but they probably also need some serious counseling and serious maybe medication. Yeah. This kind of brings up the conversation as well. Like, not that I'm on the side, I'm not on his side, but it's like, just paint the picture. He is a black man. So then it's just going to be like, you know how, like when, if a white shooter does something, it's like, Oh, he has mental issues, but it's like, yeah, that, that is mostly could possibly be the case. But then the, 
black people when if they're shooting they're always considered they're just bad people they're just immediately bad and they're they know oh, yeah, they're they vilified the, yeah they're vilified in that way and they're just like maybe he was doing drugs I and mean, it's like probably he has mental health issues and i i really hope they go that route um well when it comes to researching him uh researching him investigating uh, investigating yeah like just figure out who he is uh mentally um, yeah i'm hoping that you know this isn't a random just evil thing i mean listen yeah it's, it's terrible but you know if this person really does have mental issues which i mean they have to have some if but if they have if that's what truly caused it then that needs to be treated yeah you know it, there's nothing like going to jail for 10 years isn't yeah, going to treat anything. anything yeah exactly like, i he needs to serve time and he needs to serve time away from uh, society exactly. but it, it it might be where he needs to be medicated and treated properly yeah. instead of just thrown in a hole yeah 100 so and yeah hopefully it's not i haven't really seen any media like vilifying him yet to be honest yeah me neither. it's just like that he got caught so i'm hoping that to your point it doesn't just like oh he was probably on drugs and doing these bad things like like you said more often than not drugs is the first thing when it comes to people of color yeah. rather than mental health issues yeah, that or, or it's that mental person. health issue is like coupled with drugs it's not just like oh this person is sick let's help it's oh this person's bad let's throw them away yeah so i mean i'm, I'm happy that no one died from this because you know it's just an everyday commute thing no one yeah. wants to to think about it but unfortunately like this is a thing that happens and i really hope you know i i really pray to god that this isn't a a return to form because i feel like before the pandemic there were a lot of like mass shootings happening often yeah and it was something that was being said quite often that it was like every month there was a different mass shooting yeah and i do agree with that because it's just like there it it feels like so like just saying from the way I feel like taking the train like I'm I'm always aware in the train but like especially time of day or where I am in the train or what yeah. specific line but then you feel like a little weird about it and like you just got to be like I feel nervous cuz I'm now now looking even more like I'm being well, more now yeah and yeah. it's just like I'm concerned about copycats or yep. people are like it happening during the daytime like a lot of things are just be, people being more flagrant and just yeah, it's daytime. We don't care. Let's just go do this thing. And it's like now I'm like, I don't feel even safe during the day. Yeah. Now I'm a little on edge. Yeah. Like, I really hope that this isn't going to be a trend and, you know, push the envelope because I think for a little while, you know, mostly due to the pandemic, there wasn't these things in the, in the newspaper. There weren't, yeah. they weren't happening often. And this honestly, I think is the first time that I can remember in recent history, like within the last year or two, that yeah. was like a mass shooting where someone opened fired on a crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. open fire on a crowd. And I just don't want this to keep happening because that stuff, whether they know it or not, that's an act of terrorism, right? You're terrorizing yeah. innocent civilians. And that type of terrorism. You know, it's domestic terrorism, number one. But domestic terrorism is almost, in my opinion, a little scarier because now you're not, you don't feel safe at home. Yep. You know, it's not like, you know, somebody like me, I'm not worried about getting bombed, right? I'm not worrying about another 
international incident like 9-11 happening again. Yeah. That's not a thing that comes to my mind every time I walk out the door. So to see these domestic incidents happening where it's domestic terrorism, any way you cut it, yeah. it's domestic terrorism. You know, we're talking about different events that have happened, you know, riots, the uh the invasion of the white uh, uh was it Capitol. the white house right Capitol. of the capital of the capitol building like these things are domestic terrorists like they are terrorizing domestically yeah. like yeah. you know so with this being like the latest thing i don't want it to continue i don't yeah. want it to to become a trend and obviously i will be praying to god that it it does not because this is not a fun way to live this is it's scary. Yeah. And you know, there's a bajillion people in New York and they rely on the subway and being someone who, you know, being a former subway in myself, mm. you know, that kind of stuff is scary. You know, I worked in the city during, there is, what was it? The, there was two bomb scares while I was working downtown. And one of them was like close by and, you know, I was already at work. Thank goodness. And, that was scary in itself. Yeah. And you funny know? you say that because, uh, well, not funny, but uh, not even before the shooting, there was the people thought something bad was happening. The manhole cover blew up. Mm. You know, it was this electrical thing. Like, yeah. the Times Square was already on edge. And then you have the shooting happening. So it's just like any loud sound that, you know, resembles a shooting or a bomb is going to freak people out. And, you know, yeah, I mean, you're talking about it sucks because now when you like if you're sitting there thinking, you know, if whoever's listening, you're just sitting there thinking like you can't stop, you know, events like this from happening there, you know, there are ways to stop it. But then it's like there, there's there's still going to be stuff going through the cracks. It's yeah, not like it's minority just... report where you're like, oh, I'm going to something's going to happen in the future. I'm going to like. Yeah. But it, it really sucks because you like I can go out tomorrow and something happens and I, I can't prevent them. That's what that's the scary part. And it's yeah, not it's the lack about all the time, like you said. It's the lack of control and exactly. incidents like this really make you take note of what's happening. Whereas, like you know, when there's time in between, you, you know, time makes you forget. So you just go about and like your routine becomes routine again. Yeah. But when these things happen, that's when you're like, oh no, the bomb can go off at any minute. Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's when you get scared because then you really realize like you don't have control over these types of situations, and they can happen at any time. Yeah, and you know it robs people of their safety. Like you said, any any noise in the middle of Times Square, if it's loud enough, you're talking about mass hysteria. Yeah, people will be like flooding the streets to get away. Yeah. So, and we're talking about it could be a firework. You know, if someone wants to be a jerk like that, yeah, and um, I'm sure that's illegal because it's it's yeah, a, it is, it's, but it's, it's illegal as like a screaming fire in like a restaurant yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, even even better, somebody could be a really big jerk and just scream bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you get, it. I'm pretty sure you get arrested for that. Like you can't oh, yes. just do that. Yes. So I'm sure there's some so time. Yeah, not even a fine. We're talking about yeah, these are little things, and it might seem kind of crazy, but you're inciting fear into a group of people. Yeah, yeah, and that's not, you know, whether it's you know the the idiot screaming bomb or this very troubled human being opening fire on a bunch of subway passengers, like this is 
unfortunately, this is the world we live in. Yeah. And like my mother likes to say, we live in a fallen world. And it's true. We do live in a fallen world. And us as individuals, we need to do our part in making it better. Yeah. So one thing that we always say, right? We always say, be good to each other and be safe, right? We we want you guys to always carry that as well, right? Yeah. Be, be the good you want to see in the world so that we can at least help, you know, and do our part to make these incidences disappear. Yeah, 100%. So now moving away from those things, uh, you know, we like to kind of get the heavy stuff off our plates first. So yeah. now we're going to go back into a little bit more pop culture stuff. It's we're going to go through the the lighter side of this week's news. Let's uh, let's brighten up this podcast. Yes. So first up, we're going to talk about um, Elon Musk. He's back in our eyeball space again. So, But this time, he wants to buy Twitter for $43 billion. Could you even comprehend how much money that is? Like... I feel what? like when we say these words, and I'm I'm guilty of it as well. When you say billion, it's like you think you know what you're talking about. You think you can imagine a big pile of cash, and it's like you're nowhere near. Yeah, it's kind of like what I that saw looks this like. Video on like on Jeff Bezos, like his like net worth compared to like a regular, and when I say regular, I mean like a middle class person. Not mm-hmm. me, a lower middle class. Um, <laughs> they compared his net worth with grains of rice. And then that's how I try to picture it. Mm-hmm. Like a handful of rice is him. And I have like these little three grains of rice. And that's me. <laughs> so, and that's like, I think each grain of rice is like a, like a quarter of a million so like I'm probably not even three. I'm probably like less than a grain of rice, and he's like this. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I try to picture. I can't. I can't imagine it in the grand scheme. Yeah, like we could not picture that. And what is crazy about this is you remember this was the same guy who wanted to solve world hunger, and like that went away, right? Yeah, yeah. But and it was all stunts. Like, why are you saying now- your chest and you just back out? Yeah, and then now we're talking about spending $43 billion on Twitter so you can create an arena of free speech. So, yeah. and I'm like, that's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a little scary because, I mean, listen, whether you're conservative or liberal, free speech is your right. It, yeah. And but it's still free dangerous. speech, it can be, vi- yeah, exactly. Free speech can be very dangerous because we're talking about and I mean, I know you, there's always a spectrum of events, right? Oh, yeah. Free speech and Twitter can bring people together that would have never met each other. They could bring, they can it make can friends across the globe. Yeah, it could be very beautiful. But it's also like the freaking Wild West. If it's true free speech, like we're talking about spreading, and this is what we saw with COVID epidemic, with the last presidency, we could be spreading false information. Yep. Just unregulated yes. so false information am- ab- the about the sky anything. is actually purple i don't like, care what anyone says i'm being facetious right now but it's like come on i think it's wild. information we can have just true anarchy like digital anarchy 
if these yeah. things aren't regulated. And that's I think why that's how the internet will break. And I'm sure the internet is already yeah. broken, but it's just it's cracking. But it's also like yeah, in the cracks we have like the dark web, right? It's only yeah. accessible by the like the few that are able to like navigate like those spaces. Anonymous and those hackers. Yeah, but there. like if we, if we organize a truly truly unregulated platform, now yeah. we're opening it up to just anything, and that's really scary because we're talking about the thing that comes to mind, and maybe it's just because I you know I saw it recently, hmm. like thing that comes to mind is, is the Riddler from the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people like that that Spoilers. are sick and twisted yeah. can recruit other people that are sick and twisted. And inadvertently, too. And that's, also inadvertently, that's, that's but with point. no... Like, I don't know if there would be penalization, but with no restriction. Yeah. Things could just be like a free amount of information, which is already available on the internet a free exchange of thoughts isn't always like the best idea because we need rules and regulations to thrive in a society. As you said, and that's that, just basic. I was thinking of like back when uh, high school, high school going into college when everyone was like, yeah, I'm just going to have a sandwich when they used to put it on Facebook. I'm just going to make a sandwich guys. Mm -hmm. Like no one wants to know that. Like mm -mm. that's not, that's not destructive, but it's also like, it could make some, it could make the next person go crazy and then decide to say some wild stuff on on this free Twitter. I'm, I'm gonna call it. The, I'm gonna dub it the free Twitter, the free Twitterverse, and just bug out. This guy's it's talking just... about making sandwiches. I'm gonna bug out. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna vomit my thoughts into this Twitterverse, and you guys better join me. And yeah, and it's like there's enough of that already. Yeah. Right, there's enough of just vomiting unnecessarily, like digitally. That's what yeah. it is. It's like digital vomit on these things. And it's and just so. I, I think yeah, it's just it's just a a hodgepodge of nonsense because we already have that. And then what bothers me is that Elon Musk is so pretend, not pretentious, like well, pretentious, elitist, whatever the word is. He's just like oh. We can make it better. Like, dude, what are you talking about? Relax. Just like, does it need to be better? It doesn't. Like, like, it's already like it's already like, a shit show. To be honest, like yeah. Twitter's crazy. Like, yes, you can. The good thing about social media is, is your feed is always going to be, um, kind of cultivated to your own likes and and wants. Yeah. And you have a decent amount of control over what you see. But as with everything, there's stuff that slips through the cracks and that you don't want to be involved in, yeah. you know, and it'll just, you know, flood your space every once in a while. But it's just so it's unnecessary. We don't need more areas to be bullies to each other. We don't. Yeah. And because it's the just, one it's thing, yeah, the one thing that like social media and the internet still hasn't like figured out completely is the only thing I could talk, the only thing I could compare it to is like digital road rage. Mm -hmm. So, road rage happens because you are removed from that person. So you yeah. get angry when somebody cuts you off, and you say things and get really mad, and sometimes act out. Because you are literally trapped in a bubble with your own thoughts and you're just like, you know, 
steaming on it and just being like, no, this guy's wrong. This guy's wrong. This guy's wrong. Until yeah. you act there's out. There's no argument. Yeah. Yeah. There's no argument. It's all one sided. You're apps, but it doesn't do anything. And you just, and you just, just, and you just keep telling yourself that you trap yourself in this bubble and until you do something about it. Mm-hmm. So that's road rage. So now digitally, it's the same thing. There's no barrier for you. You can do whatever you want because nobody can do anything physically to you. You know, words have a lot of power, but unfortunately, like they don't mean a lot to some people. So the people that are spewing hate, they don't care what you're going to say back. They're just going to keep spewing hate. By this invisible wall. Yeah. Yeah. They're protected. You're you're not going to hit them. There's no real consequence. That's why, like, you know, guys, when they're hitting on girls, they feel like more more of that confidence because they're like, they they can't see me. So I feel there's that bravado that people have yeah. when you're on the internet. I mean, it, you so have like, less insecurities. Yeah, right? you. Yeah, exactly. It's because you can one. in your profile picture, you can make yourself look the way you yeah. want, you know. And this is the the same age old argument that they had when the Internet first came around. Yeah. Right. These are not things that have come about recently. Like from the earliest chat rooms where some people used it to their advantage to do terrible things, right? Everyone remembers when MySpace was first a thing. There was a lot of kids getting kidnapped on MySpace. Mm. Well, through MySpace. Mm. Like in chat rooms, there was a lot of people getting like... There's a lot of predators. Yeah, there's a lot of predators. So these things have not changed. Maybe the words to describe them have changed and the methods have changed, but the overall conversations keep happening. So Elon Musk offering to buy Twitter is uh, to make it and his exact words were to make it a, a re- an arena of free speech. That is scary to me. And it's not just yeah, the way we're speaking it sounds very like we're talking about yeah, like we're just looking at America. Now free speech across the globe, a lot of countries oh, yeah. don't have that. So that means buy if he did buy this, he would inadvertently kill so many people because governments are like, no, you can't have free speech dead. And you know how many, like, that's, you're just, it's just going to be a domino effect. And you're well, just- yeah, we're talking about, like, you know, things that, consequences yes. that we couldn't even perceive, yeah. right? So we don't know how other countries are going to react to this open wild wild west of the of the internet right like i'm sure i'm sure some of them will just outright ban it and stuff like that yeah i was just thinking that yep but we don't know we don't know the evils that can come with this thing i know it's being done so that it could be good yeah or it you know he wants to do it because it could be good but we're not looking at what the aftermath looks like right when we created the nuclear bomb it was to end a war right but now everybody got it yeah, but now everyone has one. So what does that aftermath look like? Like, if one launches, all the other ones launches. Was it great that we invented that? Probably not. Definitely so not. <laughs> is, this the digital, is this the digital nuclear bomb? Oh. So I think the good thing with this whole debacle that's going on is that it's it got blocked, right? So he was, a, he was the... Um, he was one of the... What's it called? Shareholders. Sh- yeah, sh- but he was like he had the main. Um, it was like a majority. He was the largest. He was the majority yeah. shareholder. That's what it was. Yeah. Thank you. So he was the majority shareholder for a few weeks, but um, while he was buying up stock and becoming the, the the largest shareholder, he didn't file with the SEC in time. So that's the Securities and Exchange Commission, 
they're the whole people that deal with like when you exchange monies and with investments and stuff. So he didn't file his paperwork correctly within the, I think that he had 10 days, right? After his stake in Twitter grew to 5%, but he didn't do it in time. So another shareholder has filed a class action lawsuit against him mm-hmm. because since he didn't disclose his investments, technically speaking, he was buying at like a lower amount because if he would have disclosed that he was buying, then the stock would have risen. Everyone would have been making money, but it also would have made the stock price go up. Yeah. So to someone like Elon Musk, I doubt that he cared about the price. He probably just wanted to do it under the radar and didn't like want to be found out yet. So much about him too. Like he's just all these rich guys. What's great? Like they're doing these great things, but they're just they're just a kid in a sandbox, and Earth being mm-hmm. the sandbox, you get to do whatever okay. you want. Like you mentioned before, he was just like. Oh yeah, I can solve World Hunter with this exact amount of money. I'm like, dude, don't do that. Because then you're not gonna care after that. Like you're on to the next thing. You're talking about free speech, like you were hanging out with the forefathers. Like, come on. It's like why don't we worry why why don't we worry about actual problems? Like you wanna wrong. solve world hunger? Hun- hun- okay. Hun- the United States uh debt. Yeah, like cover student loans. Easy. Finish that off. Let's right. tackle world hunger again. Like, let's talk about things that matter. Buying infrastructure. Twitter. Yeah. How about, you know, helping out communities? You know, how about putting money into local communities? Like, Stimulus we're, packages we're saying, to help with learning. We're saying this. It It's easy to say it, but yeah. he has the money. You know what I'm saying? I know there's paperwork to be filed. There's government things to happen. There are people. Listen, people if, if athletes, if athletes and entertainers can do ridiculous amounts of charity work and help people out, I'm sure somebody of Elon Musk's stature can do that to the nth degree and really put a dent in stuff. Yes. You know, and then like but, still be rich. <laughs> yeah, but he's too worried about buying twitter he sees himself and you know what it is and i i saw this like little mini doc on Zack snyder slash watchman whatever it's so close to what's scary and one of the things about not to get super nerdy but dr manhattan how he's such so detached from the world from humanity so with elon musk he's in a way he's almost detached from humanity kind of like bezos like they're just so detached they're just like yeah we're gonna do these things and what sucks is that it's like their name will forever live on on some Shakespearean level. Like I'm always gonna know who William Shakespeare is, but I think that's what they're they're aiming for. They want like yeah. he could drop dead tomorrow and he will forever be engraved into the history. Yeah, and it's it's scary because you know he, they are looking to become these like new monoliths. age like yeah monoliths, and they kind of can. Like whether yeah. we want to, whether we want to admit it or not, they have a ridiculous amount of power. Because unfortunately, yeah. in this world, money is power. So we're talking about two of the richest people on earth, yeah. right? With the most influence. So you know, I'm sure there's other people that that are richer than Elon or on the same level, but like they have influence. They and on top of that, they're in the public eye. So yeah. when you're in the public eye and you have followers. Right. And it's not followers in the social media sense, but people that 
literally follow your actions and like what you do and what you put out. And they are your fans, I guess, if you want to call them that. Like you have influence over these people. Yeah. You flip a switch and they become rabid. You know, like we're talking about, you know, people used to make fun of like uh, Swifties, right? The Tw- Taylor Swift fans. Yes. And whenever there was like a boyfriend drama, they would go over to the boyfriend's page and like yeah. troll them or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And bombard them. But now what if it's like a world power? Like what if what if we get to the point where people are using this to incite riots on a nation's capital? Like yeah. we're there. We're at that point where these people like they're not going away and all they want is more influence. Yeah. So it's it's scary to see. I'm happy that there's like legal issues going on with this and he's most likely not going to be able to be the the largest shareholder um at least until the SEC stuff is is taken care of um I don't know I just I'm hoping that he doesn't buy it and I don't know throw he, yeah a trillion dollars at it until it's completely the wild west I think he should just stick with his robots no yeah. actually no not stick with his robots cuz we don't want that but um, just like uh, what do we call them? Um, just robot parts, so we can give uh, humans oh, like pro- prosthetics. Pro- thank you. That was the word. Thank you. Like work on the prosthetics, make it more, and just don't put you know chainsaws in these prosthetics because then we're gonna have we're gonna have a cyber world, and that's just we don't want that. Just, so, just keep everything normal but advanced. Like I, I want to see a world where we can, I don't know, just go to different colonies. But then we'll, you know, let's, let's get the flying cars. Let's work on let's, let's, yeah, the Jetsons. Just keep it, just keep it like that. Not let's nice work on terraforming uh, another planet. Like let's work on those things. Let's yeah. work on bettering life and not a social media app, please, for the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't need he, any more of this. He buys Twitter and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna spend three bajillion snap snappled sticks on renaming Twitter to MySpace just because he can. And it, that would just, be and it costs hysterical. That He's like, I'm going to call it MySpace because I want to be retro. That would be hysterical. <sighs> but, you Sad. know, it's it's just like stuff like that can happen. Yeah. You know, this guy has a, literally a bajillion dollars, so he can do it. <sighs> but, yeah, moving on from that, we he don't we don't want control. cyber wars. We just want cybernetics for our bodies. So let's 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 be kind to each other, bajillionaires, because I know we have a bunch of super wealthy bajillionaires that listen to to our podcast. So please, yeah, just don't buy Twitter. Focus your warning. money on 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 real humans, please. Yeah, if I'm just evoking uh, Stephen Hawking right now. Just heed the warning. Do not yes create Skynet. Please don't. I think he's trying so, to just do it so he can connect everything around the planet just so he can put it into his robots. I mean, now we're talking about iRobot. Yeah. It's kind of those happy. not seeing what I'm doing, I'm touching my <laughs> temple. But so yeah. talking about iRobot, I think iRobot was a WB property. So this is a really good segue into Probably right. <laughs> our WB topic. So we are talking about the recent merger of Warner Brothers and Discovery. And so, well, I, you know, before you continue, because correct me if I'm wrong, because they got WB mm-hmm. Media, right? Warner Brothers Media. Mm-hmm. AT&T, did they get 
like all of WB. Like I'm just like I'm lost with these mergers now because they're happening so frequent now. I think AT and T just has owns... like the whole the whole thing. Yeah, and like then... it's the Disney of it. That's wild. So then, what Discovery sure. has just like Warner Me- Warner Brothers Media, which is inside the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Weird. Okay. So it's like when Disney bought out um, 21st 20, Century Fox. 20, 20th Century, got it. Or 20th got Century it. Fox, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. They took okay. a piece of it. That makes sense. Wow. So, yeah. So for those that don't know, there was a merger between Warner Brothers and Discovery. And now there seems to be a pretty big. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say rumor or debate. It just seems like the new direction that the studio wants to go in is possibly revamping the DC universe. Yes. So they want to retool the characters and the stories and the movies because yeah, God knows DC is incredibly hit or miss. And I'm so happy that we're talking about this because for those who don't know, I finally got Justin to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. The piece of the missing puzzle of what is Zack Snyder. Anyway, um yeah, so this is what we're all our information is coming from Variety. So they just want to do like an overhaul. And we've discussed this as well mm-hmm. about how there needs to be this Kevin Feige leader yes. that super, super like oversees all these things. But this is what Which should have been Zack Snyder, but you know whatever. It, it you know what it is? It should have been him, but you know, again, suits they don't. Care. He also didn't want to do that, right? Didn't he? He didn't want to do, do that. He just had his, then, he just had his yeah. five movie arc that he wanted to do, and you know, just branch off and do your own things, which is a great idea. It was the they should have just hired Kevin Feige again. They should have just have Kevin Feige do Marvel and DC. Well, I, it's, it sounds in a world. You know what it is in a world that if he's he's still he's still alive, it couldn't be done. But I think because contracts wouldn't allow him to. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying they should have just let him. Oh yeah, like 100%. they should have just let him been the architect of all. Comic what if books, what though. if what if he just like puts on a mustache and they just call him something else like Schmevin Schmeige? Yeah, and it's that's it. It's simple. We we figured it out in this all in this parallel universe we just created. We figured we solved their their world. Anywho, so they want a Kevin Feige leader. They they they're saying that these are like talking points here that that DC lacks a coherent creative brand strategy, which we already know. Facts. And for um for our listeners who are not that in tune with uh, the WB DC stuff, um yeah DC uh well I don't want to say DC Warner Brothers because DC is a, is still a good company when it comes to like comics and stuff like that. But the suits, the WB suits, uh, mishandled it because they're not passionate about these comic book lore and uh, characters. Um, they just don't care. Um, they just want money. But one thing that I remember a while back, they discussed about uh, having Michael B. Jordan play a Superman character, uh, a different version of Superman, which upset mm-hmm. me because, again, that's pandering, but I'll get into that at a later time. Um, but they say they want to revitalize characters like Superman, which that doesn't say much. It seems like they want to reboot it. It's another R word. They want to revitalize. You want to reboot it. You want to remake it. Like what? What are you trying to do? Simple answer for me: just bring back Henry Cavill. Stop being petty, and they will forever be petty. But this is the part that would annoy me, and I'm sure it'll annoy you. They want more movies like Joker, like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and I'm like. You had it, but you kicked him out. 
Yeah, I was just gonna say like that was you want like dark movies, but you kicked yeah. out the guy who was giving you. A, it wasn't really dark. It was a hopeful movie. If if anyone hasn't seen Zack Snyder's Justice League, please see it and just and then see the 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 movie that oh. they put in theaters. Guys, I've waited so long. I finally watched both versions. The doo-doo butt cheeks version that was the theatrical release. Well, you saw it after. So I saw that after the truly amazing piece of artwork that we got in Zack Snyder's Justice Zack Snyder's Justice League. And there are like any movie, it's not a perfect 10. There are problems with it with Zack Snyder's cut. But let me tell you, if you have not seen that, please rush to the movie theaters. Well, not to the movie theaters, rush to HBO Max and watch it because that version is so beautiful. I'm so happy that Zack Snyder was able to release this and clear his name from that other god-awful mess that we received because they're two different movies. Yep. Like they're not the same movie. Like you so might that, think that they have the same name and the same they're not. Yeah, they're not. People and you know what it is what sucks is that people from like just general consensus, they think, oh, it's just another director's cut. It really isn't. No. Not like the ultimate version of uh, BVS because, no. you know, they just didn't get the chance to do that. Um, but yeah, like definitely if you haven't seen it, go see it, make your own decision, whatever. This is not a, this is not us advocating for it or we are advocating for it, but we're not getting paid for this. It's just we truly believe in artists, no matter what medium they let them do their thing yes you know studios are gonna have oversight but it's like don't take over it just for the money and just to copy don't impede on their creative vision yeah that's the word thank you because then you get things like the theatrical release which did terrible and is this forever scar on dc movies whereas if exactly if Zack snyder's cut you know if they were to give him the break that he needed during that time and allow him to work on it when he got back when he was ready it would have been way better in the long run yep rather than just be like nope this has to get out and we're gonna cut it down to half the length that was this movie even half the length well how much so it was an hour and 30 right so it's like two hours flat but that's with credits so it's a little less okay but Zack snyder's cut is like four hours so but when I tell you that movie, the the theatrical release, it really truly felt like just a movie on fast forward. It's yeah. like it had no real through line in terms of story. Characters were portrayed really weird. There is some very, very bad scenes. And then, you know, and this came after watching Zack Snyder Cut. That Snyder Cut was such a good. It was genuine. Like, it was yeah, it was genuine. It was a great love letter to the Justice League, to the DC properties, to his and daughter. to the fans. Oh, and to the daughter, and to his his yeah. uh, his late daughter Autumn. So, you know, it and it's upsetting that DC is not seeing the Snyder Cut as canon. I really hope they overturn that and then allow that story to play out because the next movie we would have gotten after the like Zack Snyder's real vision would have been amazing. Like Avengers Endgame level amazing. Yeah. But we'll never get to see that. Yeah. And that's the thing that like is heavy that lies heavy in my heart. Because we'll never get to see it. And then after hearing this news, 
it makes me sit there and then they're talking about overhauling and I sit here with this news. It's just like, it's just suits again. That's like, like, okay. Yeah. Marvel studios, they're still suits, but they're still, they're with passion. And even though it's as of late, not to like beat down Marvel, it's just as of late, and we can all agree Marvel movies are still have this formula we've gotten so used to. But mm-hmm. it's still like they're not going to just put out a movie knowing it was bad. And that's the thing. They knew the theatrical version of Justice League was a horrible movie, and they still released yep. it. So that's just a spit, like you said, they spit in the face of, of fans, they spit in the face of the director, and they use someone who. Uh, when I say someone, I'm talking about Josh Whedon, who was probably in a weird place, and they just figured we can use him and just do this thing. And it's like, you know, we had we talked about um, in our spoiler cast in the Batman, for, for those who didn't hear it or see the movie, spoilers, in the end, uh, we got the Joker. It's like we, and I'm sure that was like a studio decision. Hey, yeah, let's put the Joker in here. For what? Like he served no purpose at all like joker's cool my favorite joker mark hamill cool great we don't need to see joker again we've had so many jokers and they want movies more like joaquin's famous joke because it did so well financially um but it's like i feel like they're really money. not yeah i feel like they're just not willing to because the reason it did so well because it's rated r yes and it's a hundred percent grounded story. There's nothing crazy going on. There's no, There's no need for like CGI. visual effects. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, and that's that type of film. You know, concentrating on a character is hard to do when you get into like superheroes, like Batman, like the Batman, Matt Reeves Batman that just came out. They can kind of do it because it's a very grounded take on Batman. Yeah. But that's not saying that there's no CGI. I mean. Yeah. I'm sure that the chase down with like the Batmobile like costed a lot. You know? It did, but all that a majority, like I want to say, eighty percent of it was practical effects. So, but even then, right? But we're so getting that, into practical effects. Like the Joker didn't have a lot of that. Yeah, it was, it was mostly like story the third, the third act of the movie. Yeah, and that's it. So, so there there wasn't big scenes. Like there wasn't fight scenes. There wasn't a lot of villains. There wasn't a lot of actors on screen at one time. It truly focused on one guy. This is, you know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. It yeah. focused on one guy and his descent into madness. And it's because of how society treated him. So with superheroes, I mean, they are, they're superheroes. Like, yes, you can tell human stories. That's what we like, right? I, I loved Man of Steel. And I loved the human element behind Superman. I know a lot of people didn't like the whole, like, he killed Zod. But... I, I thought like, it was a great decision. It was like, what else would he have done? And it's so, like, and then yeah, I, I love the premise that because he made that decision, there is repercussions, and that's why Bruce Wayne in that universe didn't like him. Exactly. Right? So it, it made sense because it was darker. It was exploring the human elements behind these superheroes, right? Yeah. And I think that's also where Marvel goes really, really right. You know, it's not really like like the older 2000s movies where it's just like oh this is a bunch of superheroes doing crazy stuff and you know one is really dark and gritty and it's like no these are real humans dealing with their human lives while being superheroes yeah so with this overhaul i mean they want to do more things like the joker okay but 
what superhero stories can you do like that? Yeah, I think it's just they they're really tugging at the the rope where it's gonna like I said, it's gonna become Marvel in the sense where Marvel is in this place where they're just doing uh they're in the they're in the TV the streaming game now. They're mm-hmm. they're not gonna be pumping out movies like crazy. Like they, you know, yeah, no. it's gonna slow down. Most of their stuff is gonna be streaming. Uh if they keep doing dark movies that is kind of like the Joker, it's just gonna be played out. And I'm just not gonna care. And I feel like personally, like when it comes to Marvel movies, I'm still gonna see them. Um, but it's like as of late, like I think because of my inner child, my 2008 inner child was like, you know, from Iron Man and I finally got Endgame. I, I'm complete. Like if I passed out right now, I'm complete. I've got the entire saga. Now we're just getting the the aftermath, which is, you know, it's still cool. We're still seeing it. Give me the give me the Snyderverse. Restore that stuff. That's the that's the one of the things trending as of late. Which it started trending to kind of throw this in there. Mm-hmm. It trended. It started trending again because of the merger. But yeah. it's that simple. Like you don't have to go crazy trying to figure. You don't have to go write news. These are there. And yeah, I, I feel like you I just give it, the fans what they want. It's, and you know what's crazy? That's literally what AT and T said. They're just like, "Why are you guys not doing this? Why didn't you just make the Snyder cut?" And he had it. And he's like, "Let's just do it." Now I understand you're gonna be petty, but be petty, but give what the fans what the fans want. You're gonna because make your this money. Is- yeah, this is what's going to get them in the theaters. That's what's yeah. going to get you subscriptions to HBO Max. Like, this is what the fans are begging for. Like, they've – DC has – you know, the, the movies division of DC has – have taken the fans on such a terrible roller coaster ride, right? Like, it was ever so since bad. the end of the Christian Bale Batmans, DC has just been all over the place. It was greed. It was all greed. Yeah, so it's just, you know, they're throwing these names at us that get our interest, and we're like, oh, okay, cool. And then when we go there and we're seeing incomplete movies like the Justice League, like, that does not make me want to go anywhere near any DC properties. Like, I have such a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to DC movies. Like, it took me forever to see Batman vs. Superman. It took me forever to see Justice League. I saw Wonder Woman once, and I didn't really get the hype behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw Wonder Woman two. Don't I saw it. it was not good. I, 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 saw I watched it, and I was like, "Look, I," and look, Patty Jenkins is great. Uh, mm-hmm. God, I in this version in part two, not to like go off on a tangent, I felt the studio's hand in the movie. Mm. Like, I boast about you know Wonder Woman one because my favorite scene is. Uh, uh, no Man's Land, where she walks yeah. through that. Like, that's my favorite scene. Cinematography, great. That whole scene is great. Third act of that movie, studio's hand. But I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll give it a pass. But in the second movie, I was like, really? This this is what we got? I'm here waiting for Wonder Woman to do her action stuff, like beatdowns and stuff, because she is a warrior. Like, like that's who she is. Yeah, she's an Amazon and, warrior. And look, and I get it. She, she's a character that, that it's well, actually, no, because going from one woman one to two, it's like forty years. So she should have yeah. been more warrior. Like I don't know. I I'm, I don't want to get into it. Just I just know Wonder Woman as a character, and I think there should have been more. I don't want to say more action. I don't want to sound like mad machismo about it, but I'm like there should have been something more. I think that about they, it. 
yeah, they should have given her more due because, like, just solely talking about like Justice League stuff, and then we'll we'll move on from this topic. But um, in in the Snyderverse Justice League, yeah. she was way more of a threat. Like, she was like really like she held her own action wise and like in fights and stuff. Whereas like in the other Justice League, the theatrical cut, she might have like. And she had a. She didn't really do much. Like not to like spoil the movie, but in the beginning, like when uh, Steppenwolf, she, he hurt her family, and she's out for revenge. As simple as that. It's a nice John Wick story. You hurt something that I love. I'm mm-hmm. coming after you. And it it's a pretty it's a pretty simplistic storyline, but it works for her. And like, yeah, she still has that compassion because she cares about the team she just made. Like or made. And made at the play. end, spoiler alert for Zack Snyder's. At the end, Wonder Woman does her stuff because that's a nice spoiler. But at least you didn't say what she does. But yeah, she no, does. no, she does her. She she handles hers in the beginning and at the end. She handles hers. But how does and she handle it in uh, the the theatrical version? Like Kaka, that's how she handled it. It was stinky and watery. It Ew. was so bad, and that goes for all of the characters in the theatrical cut. The theatrical cut was like. It was garbage. I don't even know why. Yeah, and I, yeah, it. we could we could keep going about this, but we we should. We will, I'm talking. sure, have a Justice League breakdown. We'll have a I'm talking heads. Up. We'll have uh, a talking episode. heads on it. Um, but yeah, but it's, I, it's just, just the overhaul itself. Like to conclude it, I, I it just makes me nervous. It just makes yeah. me nervous. I really hope that somewhere op- someone opens their eyes and just like yo, let's just give them what they want, and they build off of that. Yeah. Um. Because revamping it, an inverse it again, of, inverse is, of Marvel, I'm, I'm just give it to me. Revamping it again is just going to be a lot. You're going to have to do a lot to get that good faith from the fans back. Yeah. So, moving into another studio, Paramount. Um, Jay, you went and you saw Sonic Two. Did I? Bring. You did. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How was um, it? It was. I felt like a kid. Nice. Um, it was really, really good. It was really, really great. I don't know. I, I could say more. It it was Does better he than... eat a chili dog? Bro, come on. That's Magic a silly dog. question. All right. Hi. Um, <laughs> it reminded me like when I used to watch Saturday morning cartoons on, on Fox Kids, Fox Box, whatever mm-hmm. version it was. Sonic I remember X. Sonic X. Like there were hints of like that. Well, they pulled from the, the Dreamcast video game. Like they pulled mm-hmm. from a lot. The story was cohesive. Um, I remember seeing a dude online say, like, everything was great, but we, did we really need the human characters? I'm like, it still worked. It did, yeah. it, like, they didn't, like, mess things up, like, as a human, the human characters. Yeah. Um, like, I was really hyped to, like, like I was mm-hmm. sitting with uh, my fiance and her brother, which is, like, I'm just, like, mad hyped to see, like, characters. Like, Tails, they got the original, the, well, she's not the original, but, well, yeah, she is one of the original voice actors for Tails. Um, nice. Idris Elba, great. Um, I'll say this though, uh, Knuckles, and I don't. I'm sure he is like this in the comics or show, cartoon show. He is like Drax. Like things just he thinks he takes things too literally mm-hmm. sometimes. So he has like that Drax, the Destroyer from Guardians. So they play up like the alien. Yeah, of him. yeah, yeah. Okay. It makes sense too because yeah. Sonic has been on Earth for years. Before, yeah, Knuckles was, has been in that like random universe, and it makes sense uh, not to get super spoiler heavy. 
Um, it's in the first movie, if you remember the first movie, but like Knuckles is the last of his tribe. So he hasn't been speaking yeah. to anyone. So it makes sense for him to be that way. Um, yeah. And I think it's been a while, but you can say, well, you can say Dark Knight is better than Batman Begins for most people. But like this was better than part one. Like I love part mm-hmm. one. This is how you do a game, video game, comic adaptation with love and like, I'm going to see it again tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed the first one. I thought it was a very fun time. But this and, one, you're like, yes. And the, at the end, that, like, little nod uh, where Tails comes out and he's, like, searching for Sonic. It yeah. was like, oh, snap. And then you get the second one. And then when they announced Knuckles, I was like, oh, it's going to be Sonic and Knuckles. So, and I, when you mentioned that, um, it picks up literally where it left off in the sense Which where, is like, great. That's how they should have done yeah, it. Yeah. Like, uh. I think it opens up with uh, Robotnik in in, uh, in that like in random the, universe, right? Yeah, because he's there, and then um, what? But yeah, it just opens up there, and it's like okay, he's now making his way back. I like mm-hmm. that whole thing, and everything just flows, and then you're just there, like oh shit, like <laughs> they talk about that, and they talk about this, and they make a little uh, yeah. And then, nice. ooh, I want to tell you this. Uh, uh, Wow, what's his name? Uh, Sonic's voice actor. Um, Jaleel White. No. But uh, dude from... Jason Schwartz. Schwartzman? Yeah. Ben, ben, ben Schwartz. Schwartz. Ben yeah. Schwartz. So you know how like in uh, Parks and Rec, he's like uh, John Raphael? Yeah. So you know how he does the... Uh, his sing-song thing? He does it mm-hmm. in, in oh, Sonic. Oh, that's great. And it was like... I was like... Uh, so for the Parks and Rec fan, like I think I'm yeah. like the only one that got it. I was like, no one. Mm-hmm. But I, there was a lot of kids around me, so they probably didn't get it. That's fun. But uh, I'm just great. I'm excited. I'm excited like to go see it. I'm gonna try and see it this weekend. Uh, maybe we'll do a spoiler cast afterwards. I think um, we should. I and think we'll I'm kid out about it. Yeah, I'd be down. And then also, I'm happy that you know they greenlit the series for Knuckles. I really hope it's just going to be Knuckles Chaotix, just like the video game. I hope they just and that's the go thing. that route. It's following the video game. Like, just the poster alone the, the just shows how much they love it. Like, it's literally copy and paste. Like, people yeah, think it's, it's the lazy, video game but cover. Like, no, they're like, this is love. It's Sonic and Tails in front. The number two, you got Dr. Robotnik. And I was like, it's not, yeah, it's copy and paste, but like, it's still with love. And I feel it. Um, now, if it was like a bad movie and they did that poster, I'm like, ah, oh, so you're just trying to. You know, get, yeah, me get see, but like they through and through was with love, their marketing and whatever, which I barely saw the trailers because I was not trying to spoil myself. But um, yeah, it was great. Like I, I just felt like a kid watching it. Um, I went in there with like I think I didn't go there with I get went there with medium expectation. I was like, mm-hmm. but I needed that I needed it to be a little higher because after seeing Morbius, I was like, I, I need something to just mm-hmm. wash my brain out. Um, and that was a good pilot cleanser. It was great. I, I would like to say more, but I think I'll save it for the spoil cast. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they have plans for a third. The only thing that kind of worries me is that Jim Carrey has announced that he's probably going to retire. He said that there's a couple of things in which he he like would come back to film. Yeah. So like if there one of them is like if Christopher Nolan wanted to direct a Ace like Ventura. Which I would freaking love to see. That like would be a mind-bending, oh. time-traveling Ace Ventura. I'm with it. Or like oh. if um, Dolly Parton 
came to him with the script or something like that. Uh, so there was there's a couple like crazy like fan casting things that he would do, but yeah. But you know it's crazy. It's just the way it ends. It still is mm-hmm. like. Is he gonna like he says that, but I'm like, uh, eh, you're gonna come back. <laughs> so if they do a third, I mean, I would like to see more well, of the Sonic team. I'll, I'll say this: they're gonna do a third. They got a lot of money. They're gonna, they're gonna do a third. <laughs> so I would like to see a lot of the the other Sonic team come in, right? So we have like uh, Amy Rose, Cream. Is it Amy Rose or just Amy? I think it's just Amy. I believe it, it might be Amy Rose. Amy um, Rose. I, I so think Amy, I, would, I would like them. Like, it depends on what story they're gonna tell, and how they're gonna tell. Would, I would just, I just would like to see like, like Shadow for sure. I Silver. want them to explore Silver because I didn't know Silver as much until like I think it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. That game came out. It was called like Sonic, just straight Sonic for like. That's oh six. That's Sonic oh six. Yeah, it that's was when he six. comes from the future. You know, he's actually yeah. like based off of Trunks. He's modeled after Dragon Ball Z's trunks. That makes a lot of sense because when he does, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like the hair is modeled after him, and his whole character is like the same okay. thing. Because I knew he was like from a doomed future. future to save. Yeah, and it's like a so, psychic version or whatever. But I, so I yeah, I would I would love to see that. You know, if they kind of go towards maybe like a Sonic Adventure type deal, and like he ends up teaming up with a bunch of people, and maybe they don't need Robotnik. Maybe they can fight. Like in Sonic Adventure, maybe they can fight like chaos. Like then we get into like the Chows. So it, it would be fun to see them explore the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Um, so moving on to our last subject here, we're gonna cap it off with the Kingdom Hearts 4 teaser trailer. That wow, 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 wow. Oh my god. So I, be, just to, at the top. We, yes, at the top. Go. I need to I need to preference this. I was not surprised. At all. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't either. But, but I, I felt was, like... I was, I was surprised because it's so soon that they announced it. I feel like the world exploded. And I was like, well, if you remember that leaked Nintendo document that came out a couple months back had Kingdom Hearts 4 like at the top of the list of mm. upcoming games I for like the I Switch's new that. console. Mm. Yeah. I didn't so I was just like, oh, they're going to do that. And But what I will say was very surprising is... What the hell am I looking at? So I'll because tell you this. You, but you played part three. No, I haven't, oh. number one. But what I'm talking about is like, this looks ridiculous, like crazy. This is like Final Fantasy it looks 50 Final... billion. Yeah, so I'll give a little brief thing without spoiling it to my show. I just want to let something off my chest for Kingdom Hearts 3 to me, and I was talking to someone about this. Kingdom Hearts 3 to me, to my personal opinion, and I'm sure other people felt this way too. I've spoken to a couple people. It was lukewarm to me. Lukewarm. Okay. Like, and because I loved 1 and 2, it just didn't have that same passion. But then mm-hmm. someone, would, I was talking to someone and who agreed with me, but then he was just like, it could be just the nostalgia glasses. Because I'm like, we played 1 and 2 and then waited 20 bajillion years for 3 and we were just had this high expectation. Well, 3, I think 3 was getting dangled forever. Yeah, for, yeah. for us, you know. Yeah, cuz I remember in 2011 there was like the first like trailer. Uh but then it was dangled for a minute and then I'm like when are we going to get this? But like like I said, it I don't know. It something is different about it. I don't know whenever you get to play, I would love to get your opinion about it. Um, because I can always play one and two again. I play one and two so many times, and even the yeah. uh, final cut versions. And I don't know. And but 
three had some good moments, like especially the ending. Now, not to spoil the ending, there's like a point where there's like a cutscene where it's like mm-hmm. another world. So it's not Disney. And it starts, I think, there because the way it goes is like you have one and two that did like the Disney properties. And then like three, they do more Pixar stuff. So it seems yeah. like they're going from the animation to the 3D and then coming closer to our world. So that's probably okay. what, what you saw in for Kingdom Hearts 4. It seems more realistic because yeah, he just wakes way up. Way more realistic. And he just wakes up and he doesn't look like the cartoony Sora. Well, he he's, more Final he's older. He's older and the world around him looks more Final well, Fantasy. He, he's, he, I would say he's about the same age as in part three. He just looks different. He does look older, but it's just because of design. Because mm. of, like I said, I don't want to spoil the ending, but it's just mm-hmm. whatever happened in part three, it's like this happens and whatever. Yeah. Um, I think seeing that trailer looks really cool. Again, my expectations are, I want to say I'm keeping my expectations, but I'm, it's like it's like spilling like a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks dope. And I'm interested. I'm just looking, looking at the game mechanics, finding that huge heartless seems even more menacing compared to part one and two. It really oh. reminded me of like Spider-Man for PS4. Yeah, it has that vibe. Little, what I love parkour about, elements and stuff. Yeah, what I love about this trailer and and I not that I want casualties, but I want lived-in characters, NPCs there, yeah. just so the game feels alive. That was and that's my gripe with part three. I felt like when I went to worlds, there was these large worlds, and there was just nothing there. The only world that Mm. Well, alive was uh, what's Hercules world is is Olympia Olympia oh Mount Olympus Mount Olympus that's what the the world is called yeah like there were people there mm. and when you went to other worlds like I remember going to was it Tangled I forget which world it's a large world you and it's rare where you see all these people then you go to Monsters yeah. Inc which makes sense everything's happening at night but then I'm like where is everyone like I want to interact with other people but. I think, yeah, that would be nice because those types of things you can kind of get away with in like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 just because one, software and hardware limitations. Yeah. Uh, And like one for sure, like they couldn't put anything else besides, you know, like the enemies. For two, you know, in the beginning, uh, there was, even though everyone hates the beginning of two, there was a more that human. I was confused as hell. (laughs) <laughs> there was more that that human aspect, and there yeah. was people around in that town. Um, sure, and then, yeah, to your point, like now doing three, I think that's something that would have bothered me too. I would have been like, "Yo, there's these huge worlds, and like, why am I the only one here?" Yeah, yeah, I was a little weird. And then, so, like, what? Not to spoil it as well, but Final Fantasy characters were missing. Like, where were they? I was like, "Where are my Final Fantasy characters?" Like. There weren't any Final Fantasy characters. I, like, in I remember in one, you had like Leon. You had, uh, I think you could use them as like a signature. Like it was weird. Like they weren't really there. Like I, I couldn't talk to yeah. them. Like I remember in part two where you were like, there was Yuffie, Leon, Cloud. Well, in part two, you had a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. They were all, they were because they were part of this like thing. And I, yeah. but they weren't really in this. And mm. I feel like three was just like, like they had so much time to build this up. Like Chain of Memories has a special place in my heart because technically mm-hmm. it was my first game. Okay. I played one here and there, like before, but then I played Chain of Memories. I didn't know what was going on. It just was really cool. 
but mm -hmm. it felt lived in because I was going through these worlds playing with these like card slots. It was really cool. Mm. And I, I enjoyed, and I can, if I remember from my mind's eye, like Chain of Memories to me, I had more fun than three. Like I had fun playing mm. three, but it was just because I had to get it, you know? Yeah. But um, four, I'm going to get. Um, just because. <laughs> just because. Principle. It's one of those things, like we, at this point, it's like we put it all this time into them, into these franchises. It's like, yeah. Like I have Final Cut, Mix, Remix, Dance Dance Revolution. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, 1.75 and yeah. 2.3421 and, and 3. They're yeah. all on my PlayStation and they yeah. live there. Like, I'm yeah. not going to get rid of them. Yeah. So, at some point, I'll make my way to Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I'm, I'm hyped for Kingdom Hearts 4. I, I need to see more, though. Um, I did like that it's a different art direction. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was surprised by that, but I, I like it. Uh, it seems like it might be a little more combat focused, like hopefully. Well, then not even another game. Combat was good in part three. So it's like combat has always been a thing, but it looks more. I don't know, maybe di dynamic, not so much. Like Spider Man. Yeah, like there's more things you can do in terms of combat, um, and then also at the very end, you know, I'm a Disney head, so I was happy to see Donald Goofy. Are looking yeah, for Sora. I was happy because I was like, where are they? Because I'm like, Sora's in this world. Where are they? And like, I have to, I'm a little bit uh, fuzzy on where what happened at the end. I just remember like major points. But I could imagine when they go to that world, they're going to change. They're going to be more, a little I more. I was just going to say that. I was like, like are they going to look human? Yeah. Are we going to see them like either as humans that like have certain features that are mm -hmm. like them or are they going to look more realistic? Yeah. So, you know, the, the teaser was in Japanese, so I guess we don't know. Oh, it was it had subtitles, but it was in Japanese, yes. Yeah, but it was in yeah, Japanese. I, was like... I don't know who it was at the end. It it there was like some fire or whatever, so I was assuming maybe Hades and that's what was trapping too. Donald and Goofy. So, you know, they're still gonna have these Disney elements, which is good. They need to because that's yeah. what it's built on. Yeah. So I like the creative direction that it's going in, but I'm hoping that it's going to stay true to the franchise and still give us Disney properties and hopefully stuff that we haven't seen before. And uh, I, you, you didn't you didn't play three, but I remember the announcement after. This is the first of a trilogy, so we're getting another trilogy. Bro, get out of here for yeah, real. So this is the first one. It's kind of like when uh, Halo Four came out. They were like, "This is the yeah. first. Yeah, the, this is Kingdom Hearts Four is the first. Oh my god, I'm gonna be like 50 by the time they finish this. Yeah, but we're gonna be weird grandpas and grandmas, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. Grandpa, why are you so, so and I, this is, you don't know, kid? It's 2001. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still gonna buy them. So yeah, <laughs> right. <whatever. you> <laughs> like I'm I'm still gonna play them and buy them. So anyway, that wraps it up for this week. Thank you all for listening. As always. I'm just I'm Jay Justin Ruiz. <laughs> and I'm Jay Jeremy Francois. I was like, who are you now? <laughs> I fumbled my own name for a second. So <laughs> we're signing off. Uh be good to each other, guys. Be safe. Love be you safe all. And be nice to everyone. Spread the spread the word. Spread the love. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want more, like and subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the Average Days podcast on Instagram and Twitter.